0: Well, welcome back, not just to you, the people of (laughs) listening. Welcome back to Jade reappearing, taking back the mantle of co host.
1: Revisiting
0: this role and being the co host. We're not going to see Jade anymore. (laughs) Just for correcting me. No, no, no. Okay. Welcome back to The Way In. Nope. Nope. The Mouthpiece. This is
1: The Mouthpiece. But
0: follow The Way In on YouTube the weigh-in podcast but this is the mouthpiece podcast and i'm here ezra hernandez your host and your co-host jade the one and only <laughs> pacheco <What up>?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: beautiful she's back to her charismatic self <laughs>
1: I'm back.
0: okay a lot of fights you know what i thought like i was thinking like there's not a lot of fights this week you know usually i'm used to like five cards and i'm like look at my phone i'm switching tvs I'm, I'm doing a lot of things to you know keep up here and you know what? This is a good weekend of fights. Fighting never fails me. Fighting never fails. Like, you, you like football, right? I get it. You like the NFL. I love the NFL, right? You get a good, you know, four or five months okay, of it, and really then it disappears. downplayed that. No, I love you the like, NFL. No, no, no. Love I love it, football. but I'm saying, and I and I love the NBA, right? But they disappear. Fighting never disappears. It never takes an off season. It's always there. Like, I don't, the consistency of these sports, It's a, it's amazing to me. But... Let's get straight to it, right? Biggest fight of the weekend. So this weekend is Carl Frampton versus Jamal Herring. And it's a matchup. Um, it's a fight fans matchup, right? I don't know if Carl Frampton is a star in the U.S. I don't think he is. I don't think Jamal Hearing is a star in the U.S. But they are legit fighters. And it's a good matchup. And it's a matchup. They're the kind of matchups that I love to see. And it's a really a toss-up fight. It's such a toss-up fight that I won't even be betting on a winner this week on this fight. Now go into this fight. Call Frampton is moving up.
1: Wait, stats. Oh,
0: stats, stats. I forgot you yeah, haven't been here for so long that I forgot oh, about hey, stats.
1: Just one week off. Two. One week.
0: No, I did two podcasts without you.
1: Yeah, in the same week.
0: Oh, okay. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's things coming fast in this podcast. <laughs> oh business. my
1: god! All right, let's hit the right. stats. Sorry, I took time to myself. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> was working a lot. Um. So, Jamel Herring is from New York. He's 5'10", 130 pounds, 35 years old, October 30th, so Scorpio there. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, tough crowd. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just, just will not matter in this fight at all. Doesn't matter, but it's just. And like, it's hey, It might. It might. <laughs> you might be like a very feisty person. You don't
0: know that. <laughs> and it's pretty questionable whether it matters that's, in that's life. That's what I'm
1: gonna do. Start doing my bets on is like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got a Pisces versus yeah,
1: Cancer. Pisces versus. Now this would. If this
0: were a relationship, this be a <laughs> That'd lot. That'd be awful. This be fireworks. Okay.
1: Um. Wins 22, losses 2, knockout, wins by knockout 10, and then total fights is 24. Um, he oh, he's Southpaw. He has he holds the title currently, right? Junior lightweight Mm -hmm. since 2019. Voted fourth best active junior lightweight by the ring, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, but his nickname is. Semperfi?
0: Oh, the the semperfi. Uh, Semper the uh, uh, um. I believe that's man. I I, I, I probably military people are gonna piss at me. I think that's Marines. Oh, I believe oh. that's the Marines. It could be uh army. I'm not sure, hundred percent sure, but I know it's military. I know he's military.
1: Oh okay okay. Coop. Uh, and then we have Carl Frampton. He's from North Ireland. He is five five. So it's gonna be kind of a difference there. He's mm-hmm. one thirty. He's also 34, so they're pretty close in age. Wins 28, losses 2, wins by knockout 16, and total fights 30. So when I was looking at these stats, they look super close already. Um, Nicknames are The Jackal and (laughs) Breakfast, and he's Orthodox, so that's going to be interesting.
0: So you're saying the stats look close. Well, the, the matchup's just super close. It's just a good matchup. It's just good matchmaking. That's what it really is. And with these guys, their ages, right? They don't have, I don't think, a you know, I think this is the last good run they can have, right? I don't think either one could really afford
1: yeah,
0: a, a big loss. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 this is the last run you have, right? Carl Frampton moving up in weight. He has one fight at this weight. He got a knockout, but it's against a guy that's not high level at all. Jamal Hearing worked his way to a title. Got there a few times. Never got it. And finally got over the finish line to get the title. And this is a fight, right, for... Two veterans in the sport, Carl Frampton at a higher, oh, he did did at a higher thing than Jamal Herring did, right? But Jamal Herring still believes he can get there, even at this age. What do you and mean? It, Jamal Herring is trying to get to an elite level, right? He's trying to get to a level with a world class. He's not there yet. He's he's sniffing it, but he's not there yet. Then how
1: does he hold the title then?
0: Well, he holds a title because there's multiple titles in the weight. Okay. But it, I'm not saying the title. He, yeah, he holds a legit title. But he hasn't beat elite competition yet Got or it. world-class competition. This will be his first chance, right? And there's maybe questionable whether Carl Frampton still world-class competition. We're going to find out. But what they're competing for, really, is a shot at Shakur Stevenson and a pay-per-view belt. And it's weird because you're, they're going after a fight against a 23-year-old who hasn't beat anybody. But they are because Shakur Stevenson is the next big thing supposedly, at that weight class. And he, he is questionably, if you win this fight, you get a big fight with Shakur Stevenson and a bigger payday. We should probably get Ooh. paid decent this one, but they're going to get a bigger payday with that one.
1: How much do you think they're going to get paid for this for fight? For this
0: fight? Mm-hmm. They're probably in the million to, you know, a million dollars to two million. Dang. So what I'm talking about with Shakur, though, we could be thinking that, you know, ah, maybe not two million. That seems like a lot for this fight. Maybe a million. I'd say they're both at a million dollars. It's always questionable, finances and boxing. You never really know. But I say they're about a million dollars each.
1: When you think about it, though, it's kind of funny. A little off subject, but it's like a million dollars to either beat someone up or get beat up.
0: Yeah. But it's a good payday. I mean, for... I took it a to beating for free, you know what I mean. So trust me, I'd rather have got paid a million for it. Do
1: weekly
0: when I beat you. Exactly. Okay,
1: I'm line,
0: I just smack you exactly. In. Life beats you up <laughs> sometimes. They don't, they don't pay. not pay you back. Um, so in this fight, right, you got Carl Frampton. He's shorter man, smaller man, but he's a more active fighter, and he likes getting the inside. He likes to work. He, he's uh, he works the body. He's very versatile. Actually, he can go from defense to offense. Pretty decent. I mean, sometimes he forgets his defense. Sometimes he gets lazy with his defense. When he gets on the way in, he hunches over. Um, Frampton, at a lower weight, I think, is a world-class fighter. At this weight, it's questionable. You know what I mean? And he's facing also a southpaw and Jamal Herring. Jamal Herring is a disciplined fighter, somewhat controlled, uh, more of a boxer. uh, Questionable power going to be coming in this fight from both men, Really? And you're going to see if for Frampton can make the fight happen on the inside. And can he get past that lead foot, which I think he's going to have the hardest pro- problem with, is being undersized and trying to get past the lead footage of Mount Herring, who's looking to box. If you're in the South Paul, right, so say South Paul Orthodox, right, they face off each other. The one that's going to have the advantage is the one that wants to keep the distance because the leg's are already doing half the job for you. The one going forward is always going to have the harder time facing the South Paul Orthodox, no matter which stance he is. And in this fight, Carl Frampton has to come forward because he's smaller already in size as far as length and reach. But um, he's also small in size as far as weight now. And his power is not going to be as effective, especially against Jamal Herring, who, you know, is tough. He's not going to be, you know, I don't think Jamal Herring's chinny in any way. So he's definitely not going to, I don't expect Carl Frampton to get a knockout. I don't expect Jamal Jamal Herring to get a knockout, right? I expect this to be a close competitive fight that Jamal Herring probably is going to because of the weight advantage, because of the southpaw, because he's going to look to box and move, and Cole Frampton has the shorter arms and reach, I think Jamal Herring is going to be able to keep this at a distance. I think a lot of people are going to favor Cole Frampton just because of resumes, and I get that. But remember, he's moving up in weight, and remember his age, and remember all these things are kind of against him on this fight. I think Jamal Herring is going to have probably the best, most complete performance of his career. It's going to set up an interesting thing with him and Shakur Stevenson because they kind of like in The same camp in a weird way for that like Terrence Crawford camp, but uh, I think Jamal Herring has the performance of his life. I think he, everything he worked for, and everything's going to lead to this point. I think Jamal Herring is going to take a decision in this fight, and it's going to be a close competitive fight. Um, you know, a few notes I wrote down from this is is Frampton going to bring anything new? He's been robotic heavy lately. Is he going to stay with that? Is he going to be able to find a way to get on the inside other than just coming forward, right? Um uh, what's his style going to look like with the new weight gain, right? And the new, and the, the thing I have seen him working body and see if he keeps doing that. Right. And this is, like I said, last run at the title for Herring. Is this going to be the best uh, performance of his career? Uh, is it going to be more offense than we're used to seeing? Cause sometimes he's a little bit stagnant with his offense. And, uh, oh, and is he just too big for uh, Frampton, which I think he might just be just too big for him. Um, you know, Herring has his flaws. Like he he drops his pants and sometimes he loses himself. But he's more disciplined than Frampton is. He just definitely is. Frampton during the middle of combinations, just like the flurry, he loses himself. Um, the one thing I did want to point out, like I didn't point this out, one of the the uh, MMA fights I covered, I was doing a thing on was like a, a chance maybe of a penalty that could happen or something like that. I didn't. There was a. I saw someone that I saw that uh, Edwards it was kind of put his hand out, could, could cause an eye poke, right? And then the fight ended up ending because of that. So I want to point out that when Herring, right, misses with his right hook, he pushes down on the head. He pushes down a lot. Guys fall a lot. This might be a key factor, especially because of Frampton's height. That Jamal Herring might miss a lot with that right hook, but he might be weighing on Frampton's head. I'm curious on how much times that's going to happen before the ref starts complaining about it. But I, like I said, I'm going to take Herring. I'm going to take him in a decision. I think it's going to be a good competitive fight. Uh, and if Herring has his way, there'll be... You know, be able to stagnate uh, Frampton's offense. Okay, going to the next fight. We got. Oh man, this is a tough. This is a tough name. Ak. How would you say it?
1: Ak Madaliz.
0: Ak I don't even know. My tongue's not working like halfway through that. I'm still calling him Akma, right? Versus Ayawasa, right? And in this fight, right.
1: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Hold on. Stats. Achimel. Oh, yeah. You, good luck with that name. I want to hear you say it.
1: Akamel
0: Akmalade. I just heard someone say it too, and I was like repeating it in my head, and now I can't mm. pronounce it.
1: Mm. So he's from Uzbekistan? Uzbekistan. Okay, sorry. <laughs> and we're gonna screw up his name. We might it. as well get something right. <laughs> exactly. He's five five. Uh, also a Scorpio. There you Remember go. Second, he's twenty six. Uh, I couldn't find his weight, but you usually know that, so I left that one blank. Mm-hmm. What is the weight? One hundred twenty five pounds. Okay, that. <laughs> uh, reach is sixty eight. Wins eight. Losses zero wins by knockout 6 and total fights is 8. He goes by MJ which This I'm is just so called MJ. We didn't think about that. Yeah, um, it's just but called yet, MJ. MJ. He's Southpaw and then uh, through what I was looking at it says his most notable fight is with Molina. Um Iwasa I feel like I'm not saying I, I Iwasa. Real Suki
0: Is it Real Suki Iwasa
1: yeah
0: ayahuasca
1: just... he's from japan he's 5'7 uh he's 31 uh his reach is 71 wins 27 losses three wins by knockout 17 total fights 30 he doesn't have a nickname but he's southpaw
0: okay uh how tall is uh akamela
1: 55, five five so they're kind of close in
0: there and then uh, ayahuasca is what
1: Five, seven.
0: Okay, so they are closer. I thought I thought Ayahuasca was taller. He just maybe the way he fights, he looks taller. Um, well, does he have that style
1: that you
0: like? He has like a real, like he's a real straight style. He has that the Japanese style. He does have that. Mm-hmm. He likes to fight in the center of the ring, but so does uh, MJ. We're gonna call him MJ. MJ.
1: I'm gonna call
0: him MJ. You know why he likes MJ? Because so everyone probably messes up his name.
1: That, so bad.
0: but what what else? Michael Jackson. Yeah, I was just He's a big, say big Michael Jackson Michael fan. Jackson. Yeah, that's not easy. <laughs> you know, what?
1: Well. I was writing. That- Hey, leave MJ alone. He was troubled. Um, I was thinking that when I wrote that down. I was like, he wants to be like known as MJ, like Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson. You know, this is totally unrelated, but this is really funny. So, <laughs> a few years ago, my friend, Carissa, mm-hmm. she went on a date with this guy, and he told her that he really loved Michael Jackson's like music, and like, he was super about it, right? And she was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. So, one time we were at dinner, I was, like, me, my friend Steph and Carissa. And Carissa was, like, yeah, it was cool, like, hanging out with this guy. He'll be, like, sat, like, in the car. I guess, like, after the date, mm-hmm. you know, like, you sit in the car and, like, yeah, talk yeah. for a while. And she's, like, yeah, we talked till, like, five in the morning. And Steph was, like, damn, that's a lot of Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> think about that almost every time it's kind of a
0: weird thing to bring up like i don't know it's like someone bring up music and someone's like i'm really into michael jackson i'm kind of like what the hell that's kind of weird okay don't look at my playlist then. <laughs> no it's like it's a kid to be a fan of michael jackson i guess but like to be like i'm all about michael jackson i'm gonna be like still like,
1: <laughs> what do you mean still he's great
0: oh uh, we got the, i could go in a completely different debate about michael jackson it has nothing even to do with his criminal rap sheet but like i could do just like i think his music is a little bit like
1: some of it's pretty damn good. No, it's good,
0: but it's like no one's like ever like in the car like, hey, let's throw on, you know, th- thriller. I'm
1: so serious, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. No way.
0: I've never seen someone drive just... by me and be like, oh, he's hitting that thriller. I think... <laughs> no one's ever done gonna... that.
1: I think what it is for me though is like it reminds me a lot of my family. Like, yeah, maybe. My family maybe. Really like. Oh yeah, like... because
0: Michael Jackson's played at every like family party. Yeah, of but the that's dance. what I
1: mean. But like, yeah, but like my family just like gets a kick out of, like, doing the dance moves of Thriller. That's so.
0: what I'm thinking. Michael Jackson's just, like, a buffer. Like, when you're going to hang out from young people to older people, and you're like, well, the music can't be too controversial. And it's like, okay, Michael Jackson's, like, that no, filler. but I feel
1: like his, his music, for the time that it was, is very different.
0: No, I, I think he yeah. did a lot of things that people copied. But I just think his music, otherwise, it's like... Uh, it's like, okay, like, the... I don't know. I could really go, we could go really far on this, right? But, like, it's like, okay, like, the first stand-up comedian, right? He probably wasn't the best stand-up comedian... But he set the tone for everybody else. That's what I think Michael Jackson is. He was like the first to do this. Yes, I give him that. The King of Pop. But I think it's been done better than him. And I know it's just crazy to say because he invented a lot of stuff. But it's just not like... I've never been like let me throw on a Michael Jackson track. Unless it's like old oh, school Michael Jackson when he's like a kid. I think that was his best stuff.
1: Jackson 5. <laughs> Jackson 5. <laughs> I love them too.
0: Yeah, those are really good. Okay. okay. We really got off the, really got off the rails <laughs> like on this one.
1: A glimpse into our life. Really. Okay, so aj right is mj to,
0: oh <laughs> mj because his name's because of a okay i know mj right he's probably at this weight class right now because of his well because he beat uh roman gonzalez he's probably to me he has he's the number one guy at that weight right now i know it's, it's weird to say but he is and he only has eight fights and that's a small amount of fights to be the number one guy at a weight class i understand that um this is a guy that you know he's an olympic fighter he's a talented fighter he has all you know all this ability uh doesn't mean you know i mean he 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 still makes a lot of mistakes he still has a lot of like the amateur style and i'm saying amateur mistakes i'm saying the amateur style which sometimes is is not too afraid of like what's coming back at you right and he does a lot of things that where i think coming back at you he he could be in trouble He, he sometimes he jumps in with his shots he moves a lot and a lot of his defense is a lot on his athleticism right and um that's, well, you know, that means you can get caught between punches. You get caught pulling out. It's a lot. You got to be his athleticism with your timing. But it's there. The, the shots are there. And Ayahuasca, it's the interesting thing because I don't know Ayahuasca. I'd be like, and I love boxing. I don't know who this guy is, right? But as I watch the, the film, and I don't know if a lot of guys that commentate on boxing, right? Like to have the podcast and everything on boxing Twitter. I don't think they watch these fights. So it's just easy to say that Akhamedov is going to win the fight. Right. It's easy to say that because he's the favorite, he's a huge favorite.
1: But I think that's also hard when you have someone with that style the Japanese style because they're like very resilient and like very calm. Yes, like, you know, they never seem to like really panic, they don't like, get like, shaken their form or anything. So it's interesting that like people that have a boxing podcast wouldn't pay attention to that style.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, like I said, though, I never seen it, I, I haven't seen a fight, but I, I studied this, right? But I think guys are gonna talk about this fight and just be like, well, it's a fight for uh, command, uh, command off to stay busy. I think it's a fight that's very dangerous for him, especially because the Iwasa is all about timing. He punches straight down the middle. It does not he doesn't have a it doesn't take him a lot to get a lot of torque on his punches. Like he punches like a piston. And when he gets combos going, he has the shift of his shoulders, weight his uh, hips and his legs. It's very like he doesn't have no waist on his punches. He's an offensive guy. This guy offensively is dangerous defensively, he's a little stiff, right, he's a little stiff, he has like little, he does little head movements, he's gonna do, he's, like you said, he's Japanese style, he's gonna stay in the middle of the ring, he's gonna, uh, he's gonna look to punch you straight down the middle, and, and Akhamedov gives you those opportunities, I think is gonna win this fight, right, I think he's too talented, I think he moves around enough to give Ayahuasca a little time, a little hard time to set up constantly, right, but I think he's gonna be in trouble, I think there's still gonna be points in this fight where he, he is hit right down the middle, and he's gonna have to really bite down to get through some rounds. I really believe that. I really believe that this is not a run-through fight for him. I really believe this is a tough fight. And this goes to me, what I'm thinking about is DAZN's matchmaking, right? If you think about the big upset of this year, what was it? It was uh, Warrington against Laura, right? Or what about the biggest upset like we could think recently? Was it Anthony Joshua against uh, AJ Ruiz? DAZN doesn't have the best track record for matchmaking for their guys on a fight that really is... Big risk, low reward, honestly. If he beats Iwasa, no one's going to be like, oh, man, he beat Iwasa." You know what I mean? If you're going to take this chance, might as well take it against a, a named fighter. Now, I don't know if that has to go with the lack of zone lack of fighters that Dazone has. And I'm talking about when I say Dazone, I mean um, uh, uh, Matchroom has. Or if it's the... Uh, you know, or they have some interest in Iwasa, and if he wins, it doesn't hurt them, because it's still a global brand, and they, they like the globalness of having a Japanese fighter and a Japan crowd going to, you know, pay attention to this fight, I don't know what it is, but if this is an upset, right, and the fight following it, if it's an upset, I mean, DAZN, it wouldn't surprise me, and DAZN's matchmaking is somewhat questionable for this move, um, let's see, on Iwasa, right, he is good distance, he's
1: a